If you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary. And add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. I'm a nerd Good evening, everyone. This is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and welcome to the Fanboy Planet Podcast. We have special guests tonight. If you followed us on Twitter and Facebook, you saw that we were going to speak with Michael Rabel, Program Director of CineQuest, uh, for our annual Rabelcast, as I call it, uh, talking about what's coming up in 2022. But we have a special guest with us tonight. It was a surprise to me. It was awesome. It's so great to see you. Emily Goss. Emily, Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for bringing me along, Michael. And, and there you are. She's in the back of a Hollywood limo, and as is appropriate. Uh, <laughs> yep, there we go. And, of course, I should say, uh, trying to orchestrate this all and, and rapidly losing control from the Brett Cave. There was never any control. I'm Rick Brett Snyder. Exactly. So, before we begin, of course, I, I because we're talking about CineQuest, I don't think we'll be talking much about books, but if there's something that we do mention that you'd like to purchase for your very own and uh, you cannot find it at your local brick and mortar store, we are an Amazon affiliate, so any purchases you may make through a link on Fanboy Planet may result in revenue for us. And of course, if you'd like to join in the conversation, one, this is a live podcast, live streaming on YouTube and Facebook. So if you are joining and watching and have any comments or questions throughout, please do that. But you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fanboy Planet. Are you gonna, uh, if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. I think I rushed through that, but on purpose, because I know we're going to have a lot to talk about with CineQuest. So, Michael, uh, I understand that you've programmed a film uh, featuring someone, uh, not not just featuring, written, directed, and starring. It's a short film, right? Uh, written, directed, and starring uh, Miss Goss, and who we have talked to many years ago for a horror film called The House on Pine Street. And this is now The Little House, A Little House in I Aberdeen. Know. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah, A Little House in Aberdeen. I didn't really realize. A Little House on Aberdeen Street is where yeah. I'm going with it. But no, it's a very <laughs> different kind of film. Uh, and one thing, for one thing, uh, to me, I'll say it's kind of a, a, a bit of a horror film about the horror of what's actually happening in our country right now. So probably not as purposely or, you know, or maybe timely as it has turned out to be. So, Emily, I'll let you uh, speak about your short. And hang on here, and let's give you the full. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So I, I wrote a wrote, directed, produced, and acted in a seven-minute short film, which is about a woman who's reflecting on her past and wondering about her future while she happens to be having an abortion, and the film takes place. During the procedure, it's shot in one take, and the film is essentially a nervous 
stream of consciousness, and my goal with this film is to normalize abortion and humanize the people who have them. And so, this film is not about the how she or the why she, it's about the who she is, and affirms that people are more than their abortions, and that sometimes an abortion is not a big deal. This film is a very simple slice of life to just bring us into this character's world, and then it ends. Uh, that is, it's interesting to say one take, so why make that choice with the script? For, for several reasons. Um, because the film takes place during the procedure, I wanted to demystify an in-clinic abortion. Um, the, the abortion procedure that my character is getting is called a manual vacuum aspiration, and it takes between five and ten minutes. Most abortions take that brief amount of time. And so by shooting it all in one take, there's no passage of time. There's no sleight of hand. And also, the audience is forced to be in that room, and maybe they would rather not be in that room, but I don't let them look away. And I prove that there's really nothing horrific uh, about the procedure. Sometimes when we think about abortions, we think about medieval instruments, and, um, but an abortion is a very routine procedure. And so that's something that can be best highlighted by a, by a winner. Um, but also, like, keeping the tension taut was also really important to me, not letting the tension escape with a cut. Yeah, it's interesting because I think as, you, as, you're, as you're saying that people on either side, I'll, I'll, I'll grant people that read the site or, or watch from probably on both sides of the issue. And yet most of us who have, of us who have an opinion have no idea what actually happens. You know, it's become this very big buzzword. And so uh, fascinating thing. How was it um, directing yourself? Were you a stubborn actor? <laughs> um, I, what I loved most about directing was working with my crew. I feel like I have always thought like a director, and I have always loved to work with the camera, um, specifically when I'm acting. And, and so I, it was a natural transition. And because, also because the film is, is all in one take, the performance is the directing is the editing. My timing and my interaction with the camera, and I was always keeping the camera in my sights and responding to what it was doing, that was the best way I could direct the film. Um, so it, it was a really challenging but fun and fulfilling experience. Cool. And I was thinking about the one single take is the, the last time I actually saw you was you were doing stage work and you're doing stage work in the, in the place, uh, in the United States where it's like, we're not really known for our stage work here. Uh, it was, it was in Los Angeles, Atwater Village, I think, uh, great stuff. So, I mean, you are, uh, a stage actor, actor as well as, as film and television. So, you know, was that influencing too for that writing a monologue as an actor? You're kind of like, Oh yes, this is a fantastic piece. Definitely. My my comfort with long minutes of text, you know, was uh, was invaluable. But the, the monologue actually came from a challenge that a 
a TV casting director, TV and film casting director, put out in the spring of 2020. And she said, you know, actors, here's a prompt, and write a one-minute monologue that starts with the sentence, oh, I'm sorry. And the other prompt was, oh, it's you. So I chose, oh, I'm sorry, to be the first line of my monologue. I wrote the one-minute monologue for this challenge. And then many months later was flabbergasted when my monologue became a finalist in this competition. And that just validated me. That, that showed me that there was something there. And the, the one-minute monologue was essentially, is essentially the first minute of my film. So when I decided to turn it into a film, I just expanded it. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of came about naturally. And not having seen it yet, uh, but I, I know that Michael will be sending me a list of, of, of links to things in the next couple of weeks. Uh, is, uh, you know, what you, you shot this obviously then during the pandemic, and I don't know how many people are in and out of that room. Uh, I mean, probably not many, but still, you know, what were the challenges you had in filming during a, a lockdown? Yeah, um, this was a, a union project. We use the sag after short project agreement, and so the it gets more expensive uh, because of COVID testing. Um, but we were, it was a one-day shoot and a very, very small crew because it is only three people in a room who are more or less stationary the entire time. So actually, as far as COVID projects go, this was a pretty good one because we were able to do it with only a, a skeleton crew. Cool. And then once again, that is A Little House in Aberdeen. Rick, you have a question? Yeah, Emily. Um, I've, I have also not seen the film, of course, and Michael slacking. But, um, totally. Totally. You can smile. He's not saying no. Uh, <laughs> but reading, reading the description of the film, the last line of the description in, on the Cinequest site is, this film is only available to watch in the USA. Now, I understand that from a licensing point of view, but it made me think, are there parts of the USA where you would be worried about the reception of this film given current events and that's a really good question i i want to share this film with people who believe all you know who with people who have different opinions about abortion i i believe in bringing everyone to the table and i think by not focusing on the politics of the procedure but rather focusing on the person that this film can appeal to many people. Um, and so so I, I, I hope I get the opportunity to share this film with people who would not seek it out. And I think that's one of the beauties of film festivals is that there there's a huge audience of people um, to watch these films. And, and so I'm excited to see, to see who finds the film. I hope I hope you're very correct. I, I, I yeah. would hope as much. And this will be streaming, uh, I believe, starting April first uh, through yes. the sixteenth, right? Because the seventeenth is is, 17th. is oh, it is through Easter Sunday. Okay, uh, so uh, and this, as I said, it is streaming. My understanding is this is still a virtual cine joy, as you called it last year. It, right? it, it is, and then but Emily will be here in August too for the in person. So good, good. That's what I was. That's where I was getting to. There is an in person event. And well, you know that is excellent. So, 
looking forward to the film, Emily. And uh, I do understand if uh, if you are at your premiere or whatever it is that uh, is that. No, I know. Uh, if you need to leave, we understand. But of course, you are always welcome to stay. And as we talk through uh, Michael Rabel and uh, and what else is happening at Cinequest, but. We look forward to seeing your film. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to interact with you guys virtually in April, and I hope to see you all in person in August. Really looking forward to August. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, Michael, tell us about it. Tell us about this sin of joy that you are experiencing. <laughs> Good night, Emily. I'm, I'm still calling Nickwest, just so you know. <laughs> okay. Well, because you're you're the king of branding, you didn't even retweet your own my own the tweet saying you were going to be on this show. You do not brand well, so let's uh, let's go with it. Uh, Cinequest. I, I don't I don't retweet anything. <laughs> and you're the social media manager for Cinequest, aren't you? So, no, I'm. I, no, I'm not. I'm the programming director. I don't. I don't. I don't like. <laughs> I I put together like films with Chris Garcia, and that's and that's it. So so. So for me, so for me, like my my job is done at the point where we lock the program. Um, I am not about uh, necessarily branding, um, but I do want to support the films, and I do want to support Cinequest, of course. And I'm trying to find a way to say that I'm not your. <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash. Yeah, we we all know that's that's not true and true at the same time. I I, I don't understand. I I've got text messages, sir, that say otherwise. But anyway, <laughs> so what's uh what's up this year? You know, I, I really you uh you teased me today and said like you know there's this link, there's this website uh, that says all the films. But I really I it's no offense to anybody at Cinequest. I I have not had time to focus on it. And, but was very excited that it was announced and that, you know, you wanted to come on again and speak. So, you know, what, what is, first of all, as always, we've got to ask, what, is, what, what are the kind of the fanboy planet direct audience uh, appealing films? Well, of, of course. And, and, and I have them up on my side screen here. Um, one, of the, one of the films I really wanted to talk about was Dash. It's having its world premiere at Cinequest. Um, and it's this really cool film about um, a... Uh, he, he, he's a... Uh, a, a rideshare driver? <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to figure no, they, out the way they, to say it. They've done a rideshare film a couple of years ago. There was a, like a murder mystery or a suspense film with that. Yeah. But. Well, Dash is a, it's a Dash Cam film. So it's all in one take. And it's a Dash, dash Cam film for basically an Uber driver. Um, okay. And it ends up to be this weird, odd m- murder mystery in a one-take film. Um, and so I don't want to say too much about it because I've been giving too much away. But what I really like about this film, it's, again, it's having its world premiere at Cinequest. And it is a film that I feel captivates in a very unique way. Because, like I said, it's one take. And they're trying to 
they they basically went through a lot of rehearsals. You could tell it with the film. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, to to choreograph it in such a way where it's like it it becomes compelling, and that's one of my favorites this year. It's um, it because it's so original and so unique. Um, there's a lot of films in the festival that are are, are very original and unique, but that one in particular because it's one take, um, and it feels like a one take film as opposed to films that claim they're one take and, and actually aren't because you, you can tell those, the yeah, those little stitches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Michael, um, oh. yeah, the, uh, this film is in your, you, you've, you've done this division of your films into emotional states. Yeah. And this, this is in, in, in thrill. Um, it is. But uh, so what, where was the breakthrough for, for getting the films into divided not by genre, but you do by, by genre, but also by emotional experiences. Like I'm looking for a inspirational film. I'm looking for a comedy, um, the, the, but you're like good times and dazzlers too. I mean, and is well, there abject well, depression? Yeah. The, well, the um, emotional break, the, the emotional breakdown comes from how we have seen over the years, how films break down and a lot of the submissions, so we kind of play with that as we put them into categories like that. I don't program that way or the team doesn't program that way, but that's, that's how some of the films break down. So the Dazzlers and the, I don't remember the other categories right now, but the Good Dazzlers. Time. No, no, that's branding. We understand now. You've established, yeah. you don't know that. So that's fine. Yeah. So, so my breakdown is more in the, the the thrills and the and and the life and all that stuff and so we we don't have the necessarily what you're asking the question um we don't we don't necessarily have that breakdown ahead of time how about that yeah uh, that that makes sense that makes sense so so we've got dash would be one um anything that you would qualify as a as a midnight movie which you can watch any time now well, Dash is actually a midnight movie, but um, The Family is another one. Um, it's, a, okay. it's a horror film that that basically has a twist that I don't want to talk about, but it has a twist. <laughs> um, right. So The Family is more of a midnight film because it, it's, it's a horror film slash um, psychological thriller slash slasher film <clears throat> okay okay we'll take that um, all right um and then <clears throat> excuse me uh wolves is a serial killer film i wondered that, that was one you, i did see the description of yeah yeah that was that that's one that's more of a serial, serial killer film where somebody who is a fanatic for uh tracking these uh, re- true crime stories, and then he finds one that he wants to get involved in, and s- then ends up tracking the killer down. Okay, <clears throat> intriguing. And so that then that's called wolves. Um, so dash wolves and um, uh, the family are the three I talked about are more night midnight movies. Okay. Um, some more. Uh, movies that are geared towards that crowd are the day I found a girl in the trash, which is a Polish film, which is 
very much in the vein of Blade Runner, where it's an artificial intelligence who has been discarded, but a man finds her in the trash, basically. She's been discarded and and sees her worth and her value and wants to bring her back to the world and make her part of his life. And he ends up falling in love with her, of course. So... It's a it's a very interesting movie, and it's it's so atmospheric and Blade Runner ish, in a low budget way, of course, um, and that that's something that I really found very interesting, uh, mm-hmm. and from a very unique perspective, because, like I said, it's it's drawn from the Blade Runner perspective, but it it, it is done in such a very uh, uh, unique way. Um, and I can't really describe it without giving too much away. So. <laughs> I know these are the challenges. Uh, yeah, uh, is, Michael, can you talk about movies without talking about them at all? Just the title. I know that, that's the thing. I hate, I hate that part of it. <laughs> um, but but one I can talk about because people are familiar with the story is Fanga, which is an Icelandic film. It's in English, but it's Icelandic still. And that's having its world premiere. Also, it's a retelling of the Beauty and the, Beauty and the Beast story, okay. um, which I which I think is it's very unique because it's ton, it's done in such a uh, a way that it becomes a horror movie, um, and it's not your fairy tale movie. It's more of a horror movie. Um, okay. But and so I, I really like that uh, a lot um, from uh, from that side of things. Um, the uh, the other film is a Spanish film called Visitor, which is a sci-fi film. Um, and it's about somebody who is, she is trying to find what happened with her past. Um, but she enters a new realm, a dimension where she finds out that she is not who she thinks she is. <laughs> So, okay. So, oh, this sounds interesting. So, yeah. So I, I'm I'm trying to like do it without giving too much away. No, no, um, no I'm not going to force you anymore. Uh, so, you know, last year you were still able to do kind of Maverick Awards, uh, so forth because Eddie Izzard was there, Sam Neill. I know it was virtual, but yeah. you know, and I think I remember uh, Eddie Izzard when she accepted her award last year was like, oh, you know, can I come and accept it in person? And of course. We're not quite there yet, but might she uh, might she be uh, uh, coming in August? We we don't know yet. I mean, because because August is still still months and months away. So. Uh, we have a question. Talk- we yeah. have a question from the audience. Uh, Rye Levy uh, asks: Is it true that you're planning on doing film introductions this year online in a Tito song and a Carmen oh, Mar- Miranda hat? Asking for desperately lonely people. I had to share it. <laughs> I don't feel good about myself sharing that one, but uh, uh, no, Rye, it's not true, is it? Is it, Michael? No, 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 no. no. I didn't think so. No. We, Derek is going to do it. <laughs> Derek doesn't have time. Uh, <laughs> you guys, uh, yeah. So Der- uh, Derek, Derek will be the thong the entire time. Oh, dear heavens. I could be now. I'm sorry to anybody watching uh, and anybody listening after the fact. I apologize for that mental image. Nobody should have to go through that. Uh, not even my wife. So, so Michael, though, we, I was interrupting there. So do you have people for the Maverick Spirit Wars this year that would be, would be new, even virtually in April? 
Well, yeah, for for April, we we definitely have a uh, uh, Gemma Arterton, uh, which is going to be there with the film, and um, and also you're drawing. I'm drawing a blank right now. There's another one I received today, and I can't remember. And you may not um, be able to tell, say it yet. Has it been publicly announced? Because sometimes you, I'm like, you, you tell us this stuff and we're not sure. Gemma, so, Gemma has. Gemma has. So Okay. So this is, you know, because this is live. I, I don't want to get you in trouble. But yeah. there will be celebrities, which, I, you know, spotlights. There will be, yes. Join in. Uh, I just I just realized that I was going to say one that wasn't actually announced yet. <laughs> so. so good. See, I stopped you. And uh, so that's good. I am curious, you know, because as we were opening up talking about about Emily's film, uh, which can be seen across the United States, not globally, but obviously for licensing reasons, looking for distributors, et cetera. Um, you know, did, did you see a big uptick last year or, or, or do you know, did, did the online version reach a larger audience than, than you would have normally had at a CineQuest? We did. We did. We actually uh, had an audience that was um, well. We had well. I'm, I'm told um, that we had uh, viewers from all 50 states as well as 42 countries um, who who at saw least the 90 film. people. What's that? So at least 90 people. Yeah, at least 90 people. Yeah. Um, so, but the I, engineer but I, can I, do the math. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. No. So. So at least at least that many. Um, <laughs> but I, but I know that uh, films did very well last year. We actually had a lot of distributors pick up films from last year from the virtual side. Uh, HBO picked up two films we premiered. Wow. Um, Which ones were? Yeah. Can, can you say or have they? I, have they I, made I, I can because they've been released already. One was uh, this is not a war story. And the yes. other one was, yeah. Uh, I and watched that because was, you told um, me that was really good. Yeah, and the other one was "Women Are Losers." Or no, "Women Women Is Losers" or something like that. I, I don't remember I how saw they. That. Did. I was browsing today. I saw that movie. Okay. Yeah, and so HBO movie. picked up both of those after we premiered them. So I got to say, this is not a war story. You recommended that to me in December, and I and I started that, and and you didn't tell me what it was. You just said you should watch this, and. I think I was at least 30 minutes in before I can, could convince myself that it wasn't a documentary. I know. It was shot so well. I, no, it was so natural. It was really, it was, it was really good. What a you know, powerful story. So as we say every year, not just because you, know, you can see it on HBO. It's not TV. It's HBO Max, or now it's going to be HBO Max Discovery Plus something. Um, but uh, these are just great films. And the only... The only thing that I that you know it makes me sad that it's not in person in April is I think I'd I'd watch a wider variety if I'm just going down into downtown San Jose and like oh what's a, what you know what's playing at the, at these at these spots no because we've done that you know we walked no, it's in funny. I feel the same way I mean I, I you know I, I I appreciate that I get a curated link uh, you know a curated Excel spreadsheet and try to catch up so that I can review some and so forth but. But I, I think that uh, that I stumble into some things that I, you know, that I wouldn't ordinarily. Virtually, no, it's a little no, hard. I, I agree with that, um, and and that and that is missing from the in person. But at the same time, it's like you can still see a bunch of stuff. Like yeah, oh yeah, you 
you could see a greater volume virtually than you can in person. And so that's that's the thing. It's like a lot of times in person, you miss out on things because you are enjoying a conversation in the lounge often, or often, yes. Or, or or I'm doing a shot with you. Who who you know, whatever you want to say. So you're all it has been I, known to happen. It has been You're known. all I know I don't do that. Uh no, there have been many. No. You hang out at the Continental yeah. and, and so and so, so I, I and... get that. So there's there's people there the in person has the people who want to hang out and and party and 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 do their thing in the lounge and talk to people and stuff and the people who want to see films and they have that option online it's co- of course you mostly are focused on seeing the content seeing what mm-hmm. we program and there's virtual lounges and virtual networking events but it's a little bit more sparse than the it's not than quite the, the same yeah. Uh, do you think, and this is just speculation because I, I, you, you may not have the insight into this, is that with the success of being able to be a little more globally accessible as a virtual, will it in the future, should we be able to return to a full normalcy when they talk about it being an en- endemic? And it's not to, you know, not to dwell on it, but, you know, it has changed the way we approach these things. Do you think it will be a hybrid in the future? Like 2023, there will be some virtual access Asking for a friend who finds it harder to get to San Jose now. Yeah, I do do think that we will definitely have a hybrid event in the future. I I do not think that either one replaces the other. Um, But I do feel like there will be hybrids for most events. I don't think just Cinequest. I think for most events. Because we have now seen how successful it could be and a lot of people feel like they don't necessarily want to travel during these times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about the pandemic, endemic, as well as war. We're talking about so many different things that are going on right now that yeah. make yeah. it make it less enticing to travel. So which of the horsemen of the apocalypse are getting the Maverick Spirit Award this year? Oh. We've had we've had plague, we've had war or pestilence. So there, I, don't, I don't think about what, it. What, don't what, think what are the other? What, what what's the other horsemen? Which one? Which ones? Marketing, famine, uh, famine. famine, and marketing. That's uh... <laughs> famine and marketing. <laughs> then I will say marketing. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I'm going to market the hell out of it. Well, um, and, you know, and I and I promoted this by saying uh, online by saying, you know, this USA Today's uh, best film festival in America. You, you know, did they ever run that con- that contest again? Am I do I get to see fairly? They, they might have. They might have once or twice, but but you know, once we get the title, we we don't even you track keep it. it. No, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and it is true. Regardless, you know, I think the eclecticism, and certainly I've I've ventured out to a couple of screenings here and there at other i've seen other film festivals i'm sorry uh what? but yeah yeah i know uh, i'm glad that your that your face was frozen for that scream that was great uh <laughs> but i i do think it, it it is uh you know the best of the uh, certainly of the ones i've attended and i i know that right like right now south by southwest is getting a lot of attention and i and i, I want to call I, out i've never heard that, of them 
I've never no, heard of South I, I, I know. I understand. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, because you just you you follow Google Maps now. You don't need to be know if you're if you're going south you by know, southwest. South, south, south by what? It's actually a little south by east of here. Yes, and but some of your Is filmmakers. It's truck movie, right? Hitchcock yes. Movie. Yes, it was the sequel. Uh, so oh, okay, okay, good. That that, uh, that some of your filmmakers have, are are in it this year. Uh, no, no, you know, no. We we don't know that festival is what I'm telling you. We oh, I understand. Well, then I'm I'm telling you, I'm aware of this festival. Just to say again, to go to Cinequest because that's where you see these filmmakers really cutting their chops. I mean, Emily certainly has been in three or four films through Cinequest. Five. I mean, but this is the first one I think she's three, written and directed. Three, three. She was in House of Pine Street, uh, Snapshots, and this is directorial act or directorial debut with acting yeah. too. So, but uh, so I was going to say, Bill Posley, who was in uh, We Know Where yeah. You Live, uh, and, and co-wrote that as a short three years ago. Uh, his film Bitch Ass is a midnight movie at at. Um, you know, at South by Southwest. So, and, 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 and Colin, Colin West, who did survival skills has a film at, at, uh, yes, I know. I was talking to Colin, uh, and saying, please, can I get us, get a screener of this? Cause I am not traveling to, I'm not even sure yeah. where Austin, that's yeah. where it is. Uh, you know, so yeah. And Colin's had two skill, uh, two films, uh, at, at Cinequest. He had a, three. He had a short three. as well. Three. Okay. Three. Yeah. I missed one. Dang it. So, you know, I, I'm just, I just say you see so much talent really taking risks at Cinequest. And I give kudos to you, even as much as we give you crap, uh, that because we're <laughs> friends, but, but kudos to, to the taste that you apply when, when programming, because it really is a wide range. The one film I'm probably looking forward to most in this, and you're going to, you're going to give me crap about this is, of course, that the Shakespeare sisters have returned with much ado. And which I think was just in a festival in England. So if it's in if it's in England, it, Paris, you, Paris, Paris, it was Paris. So you can acknowledge it if it was Paris, right? You know that festival. I can't. Yeah. yeah okay. So yeah, no, no. We 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 still have the U.S. premiere, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. So the Shakespeare sisters are to actually take, tackling Shakespeare, and uh, so they had a what was the film last year? It was it was beautiful. It was a great little uh, 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 of age uh, comedy. Oh. Um... Oh my God! Sixteen. Uh, oh God! Something about playlist. Song, song playlist at sixteen or something. I we're terrible. I will look it up and I will I will make sure that we we, we have it there. But they so their adaptation of much. Yeah, double d- overdo. So oh. uh, yeah, we can do that. Uh, so he's a genius <laughs> at this sort of stuff. I can also edit it back, you know, over the video. Um, so uh, oh, oh, thank you. Oh, our, our soundtrack our to sixteen. Soundtrack, soundtrack to sixteen. I want to acknowledge that it was publicist Rye Levy who was uh, was their publicist and is now I'm not going to speak to us ever again after having told us what the film was. Uh, but I did love that film, and uh, so much ado. And I'm saying he was going to tease me because he asked me months ago, "Would you uh, watch this and tell me if it's any good?" And I just didn't have time. And, and I said, it's, and, it's Shakespeare. And since Ryan's watching, we should talk about his film that he's promoting this year called Sama's Home. Okay, let's talk about it then. Sama's Home. Um, it's it, it's in the main competition, um, and Sama's Home is actually a a film that I've ne- we've never shown a, a film from this country before, which is from Jordan. Um, oh, 
And it's a really incredible drama about uh, a uh, basically a, a woman who loses her husband. Uh, he dies, and her inheritance is divided up between his, her, and one other woman. And um, they have to come to terms with how the inheritance has been split up. So. Um, it is. It, it's a really interesting film. It's a it's a dramatic film, but it has some very uplifting comedic moments at the same time as being this really powerful, beautiful, evocative film um, that's directed by Hanani, who is a, this incredible director I met last week in person because she was doing a job interview in the Bay Area, and so we had lunch together, and so it's it, oh. He's given the, you know, I wrote a thing in there. Salma's Home is lovely and exciting. First feature from Jordan, a contemporary look at Arabic women. Thank you, Ryan. And uh, so, yes, he's doing his job as a publicist. I didn't know he was he, doing he, he is. It's awesome. And, 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 and it's great because uh, he, oh, directed by Fantastic Field. There he, should, there he is. Anadi. Yeah, look, he's I, I should have invited so. him. I didn't know he'd pay attention to this. So that's great. Uh, no one knows who pays attention to us, Derek. <laughs> I know exactly, exactly, uh, and yet we still talk. So, uh, I, I think this is great. I've been running cinequest.org. You can get, you can check out the site. It'll take you to the the other, and there's workshops online too, right? So there are are some classes being being offered, or, or I, I guess I should say it's more like workshops, right? It's like writers focus and that kind of thing. Um, so people can find all that at cinequest.org. I do want to talk about what you wanted to talk about, Michael, which is uh, when I said, uh, can you join this? And you said that I had to promise that we would talk about Back to the Future, the musical. <laughs> he sent me I a trailer. I, 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 I really was asking exist. me, why does I didn't know it existed exist? until like two days ago. So. Yeah, it was delayed because of, uh, of the pandemic. It was supposed to uh, open... Uh, I think it was a, April of 2020, and uh, so then it had to had to be delayed a year, and uh, that's all I can say about it. I haven't seen it. It's only in the West End. I think that's the great thing. You take this quintessentially American 80s film, and 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 make sure that it that the stage musical starring Americans opens in London. So I I'll, <laughs> no no and, believe, believe me, I was like really, <laughs> but at the same time, like I get it. That's fine, but yeah. but 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 I saw I saw that trailer I sent you, and I started laughing because <laughs> I'm like, really, are we doing this? Really? Look, they did Somebody a Beetlejuice musical, this? and it was really good. So you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So everything will become a musical, Michael. Who would have uh, thought Cats would have been? And and I'm saying this as a person who's going to go see that. But, I, cats I'm was. I'm see, I'm saying this I'm as little. somebody who's who's going to go see the cursed child in May. So I will want to talk with you about that because I've seen the two part version and America now has the condensed one. Which I've I, seen the when condensed I, one. When I and saw I, the two part version, I felt like it should have been condensed. Cut an hour out and make it into a short into one longish play. And so it apparently is it's also a, a one that is screaming to be a musical. But is not. Yeah, yeah dance, well, they have dance I, I believe instead. I believe I told you that our mutual London friend invited me to the two parter, but I couldn't do it when I was there. 
Um, so I had tickets to go see the two-parter l- two years ago <laughs> in 2020, but it got delayed and now that it's a one-parter. And so I got my money back for the two-parter. <laughs> it, it was like a whole video. But basically... And- here, here yes. and here's one. Here's one we can have a link to. By the way, Ryan has just added SpongeBob SquarePants was better than Beetlejuice, which I would agree. <laughs> which I which I would agree, uh, and it is available on Prime Video. They did shoot it in in London before uh, everything shut down. So I actually had tickets to see it, see the national tour that was then canceled because of the pandemic, and so I bought it on on yeah. Prime Video, and it was very fun. David Bowie I've wrote a song. I've for seen it. them both, and I like Beetlejuice better. I, I like Beetlejuice quite a bit. I, I you know, I, I, I enjoyed that one. So, and I'm looking forward to Back to the Future. I'm looking forward to your opinion on Cursed Child because actually, our mutual London friend is. I had my my one and only pint in a pub with with her uh, at the on the trip that I went to see in, Cursed in, Child. Interestingly, in I I met her in a pub there when I was there too. So. That is not that is not surprising. Interesting, yes. <laughs> surprising, no. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but he also worked on the the, the 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 play version of the one that came out film wise with the something about Jamie. So, yes. so uh, that is a musical as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I haven't seen either version. I haven't seen the play or the the musical. So or the, the or musical. The film. Uh, the the film is 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 pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, so so you've been busy watching like 350 other films uh, to program. I mean, okay, I made I. You say 350. I I actually watched 728. Oh my god! All right. Yeah, 728 for submissions, and that was not even all the feature submissions. That was only because the ones I had to see myself. There were like another two hundred that I didn't see because somebody else saw them, you know, kind of thing. Do you get more each year? I mean, as more yes. I mean, because yes. I'm thinking we, ac- yeah. we actually increase this year. Um, I don't know what it's going to be like this next year because uh, everybody there's a cycle of post production and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I have no idea if it's going to be different where there's going to be fewer because the post production is kind of catching up where there were delays. I have no idea, but. I saw more this year than I did last year. Um, last year I saw six hundred and eighty something. This year I saw seven hundred twenty-eight myself from May through early January. Um, so yeah, I, I see a lot, and that was, that's not including the shorts I picked up this year with because uh, Chris uh, had a few people he was. Uh, he he didn't have as many people this year, so I watched like 200, 250 short films too. So wow, yeah. Many, yeah so do you give yourself a day off or two days off a week or how many? How many I had, days? I had Thanksgiving and Christmas off, I think. Otherwise, you're always watching films every day. <laughs> well, it, until January eleventh, I think it was. I think the last film I watched was January of submissions. January 11th. Of course, I've watched other things since then. Yeah. I always keep an eye out for that post that says, I'm done. Uh, And then. Yeah, no, no. Believe me, when I'm done, people know I'm done. (laughs) I'm like, I can't watch anymore. (laughs) 
I know. So, you know, since you are guesting and I'm, and we have long ago exposed you as one of us, uh, what, what comic book are, are you most into right now? I am actually into the one you recommended, which is Mwah. crossover. 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 Yeah. Oh my God. It's so good. And you're the, I mean, I didn't know Donny Cates until this. I mm-hmm. really didn't read. You, you know me. I haven't read comics for a while. I, you know me. Not regularly. <laughs> and right, I only you know. signed up for Comicsology in the last couple months, so I have not seen a lot of stuff except for here and there. Saga is like was my Brian K. Vaughn is like one of my favorite mm-hmm. writers, uh, but. I didn't know about Donny Cates until you started talking about him and telling me about him and then crossover. I'm just like, wow, he's so he good. He runs on, on Thor and um, Silver Surfer too. Yeah, I, he's on Hulk I, right I, lost, I lost track of the, 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 the DC and Marvel universes because I collected in my teens through my college years, but then I sure. dropped off. And then... I got into them and trying to like figure out what's going on in the last like 10 years, but still I couldn't really fund it <laughs> to get back into it. Uh, but they now pay that- the big bucks as a program director for a, <laughs> a nonprofit film. <laughs> I work nonprofit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have kids. I have, I have, I have a house. I have all kinds of things that I have to deal with. So, so yeah. I can't just go out and frivolously buy things. Um, but I can invest in what, what is it? Seven bucks a month to do the digital side of things now. Yeah. And so now, now I'm, now I'm invested back again and I will read it as I can. But yeah, that, that's the one co- crossover, crossover is my new, my new one right now. Uh, even though <clears throat> Saga I've read in the last few years, and I kind of want to look into more. Oh no, Paper Girls, Paper Girls, so far. So yeah, basically. yeah pa- Paper Girls. Got- I'm, excited. I'm excited that Paper Girls is going to be made into a series. So yes, <laughs> we've done all this. We've done all this talking about about crossover, and we've got a guest reviewer on. Michael, could you, for the people who don't know crossover, could you explain what crossover is as a book? Uh, well, I've only read the first three, no, four issues, and crossover. Crossover is a. I want to call it satire. It is a satire on comic books in general, but it also is a crossover of uh, rea- reality. Um, mm-hmm. with uh, they've the the comic book heroes that we have grown to know cross over into our reality in that world in the comic book world. So it's 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 very strange how to describe it. <laughs> uh, but there's a there's a there's a, a world within a world within a world um, that DC and Marvel universes and image image verses have crossed over into reality. In the comic book world, and I'm losing my voice here. 
Yeah, no, no, that was a very good. Uh, that was a very good yeah. description. Off the cuff, you, I surprised you. So yes, you yes, and and it's the crossover comic for people that are exhausted by crossovers. Because yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, I, I I was reading through a DC book, uh, and and in the back was for a thing for a for a Wonder Woman event, you know, an ad, house ad, and I was like, why why must Wonder Woman have an event where there's like five different titles? I'm all for there being five different titles. Featuring the Amazons right now. It's about it's about time, but it's like, do I need to keep getting into an event? I picked up a book yesterday where I was like, it's only a two-issue miniseries. I'm fine. And then I actually saw the house ad and it went. And then you have to read these other <laughs> other books in between well, the first and second issue. And I'm like, no! So Well, I've, I've noticed that when they release movies, they release five books going with the movies. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You know, let's yeah. remember that those I, movies are trying to be. Uh, I mean, yeah. be, let's be honest. Eternals weren't a thing until Eternals movies was announced. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. They're still not a thing. Uh, they Marvel wants them to be, but yeah. there are some very, I, very good. Ones. I like the movie, so so I I I, I did yeah. like the movie. I liked Eternals the movie. Um, that is fair. That is fair. Yeah. And so I, I, I won't argue with you here, but, but I do no, like the movie. I'm not going to argue with you. I, I'm not going to argue with you. I, you know, that's, uh, it's, uh, and, it's, and it's I will the, say that Chloe, Chloe Zhao's student film showed at Cinequist. So, so, blame and Michael. she, and she, and she was involved with Cinequist from her early years. And yeah. I'm, I'm giving a shout out to Nathan Zanon, who's our programming director for the, for the student shorts. And he programmed her her student short film and 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 brought her into the world. So, I think we actually actually had the world premiere of her her student short film, and now nice. she's a she's directing Marvel, Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not and that's not the first because the directors have got Captain Marvel had a film at Cinequest first. They too, did, right? yeah, they did. Ryan and oh god, Ryan and Anna. Sure, you can back away. It's all right. I, I'm, I'm going to say gonna, Ryan I, and Anna. I, I'm going to put you know. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. As we just said, like you've you've watched now 1,500 films this year. I'm just going to make the number even higher every time I say it. And you know, so it, it's it's hard. I to watched all those 7,000 movies this year. <laughs> uh, yes, and 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 you you also. I, I mean, another one too because you you mentioned to me today. It sounds to me like this person had been an actor at Cinequest or in a Cinequest film before who is in the cast of Ms. Marvel, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She actually, actually, she she wasn't in a Cinequest movie, but people who were in Ms. Marvel were in a Cinequest movie, which is called Miss India America, which was 2015 or 16. Uh, okay. But they are in the Ms. Marvel series. But the person I was telling you about was not in a Cinequest movie. She was okay. she, audi- she auditioned for it, but she didn't get the role. So. Oh, okay. So I mean, but there's still you know there's wheels within wheels, and if you want to be tied to the Marvel universe, you want to know what's going to happen in the Marvel universe, people watch Cinequest. Uh, see see you know see films at Cinequest, and you will see tomorrow's. I mean, because there's another one too, Ursula Teherian, who had a short film called The Brown List two or three years ago, is actually a, a, a voice actor in The Boys Presents Diabolical. So, you know, yeah. she's part of that. And and again, you know, it's I, I owe you, honestly, so much for these connections, for meeting these really cool people and knowing, you know, that they're, I, I just love <clears throat> seeing them take off with their with their careers. And, and 
She's also the staff uh, staff writer on on a sitcom that I'm I'm blanking on the name for, but oh. you know, I yeah, I know she and I you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah but 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 the point the point is, you know, again, you see, you know that talent's there. The Brown List, which I I think has not been blocked. You know, I had a Vimeo link in Fanboy Planet. You can you can check it out there. It's a great short comedy, and you know, you saw that knew she was talented. You know, uh, we had that horror film Pie, uh, short film with uh, from Adria Tenor, who was back in a film last year, and I, I'm sure will be in one again in the future. And you know, so it, it's just really and, and, great. and I tried to get Jess, Jessica on this, so I I, I, uh, I did text her, but she never responded because it's Jessica. Whatever. I just whatever. Uh, so anyway, uh, really great that you you come in once again. Cinequest.org. And uh, and we will uh, speak again uh, for those who may know, you know, the legend of us being part of the pie club. Uh, we have not been able to meet and, and eat pie in person. I mean, and that's We've really what it virtual is. Virtual pie clubs. We've had one. We haven't even had a virtual pie club in quite a while. So quite a while, yeah. No, we yeah, have so, had two. We have had two. Two yeah, virtual yes. pie clubs. We've had, but that you know, back when we thought. This will only be six months, and then six, we'll no six weeks, six weeks, six, six weeks. weeks. We thought <laughs> it was going to be done by spring break. Facebook reminded Facebook so. reminded me that it was two years ago. I think Saturday was the last time we yeah. all met in person. And uh, no, actually, three years ago yesterday. Has it been three years? Because it was a March fourteenth, wow, two thousand twenty, where we broke. Oh no, two years ago. So. So two years ago. <laughs> two years math ago. is not our yeah, strong suit. <laughs> I can't. I can't do my math. March fourteenth is was our last day. Two years. We ago. met. We met in the that Cinequest the offices. Party, the party at the old Cinequest offices. Right, and we thought, and we thought, yeah, this is you know, Cinequest was shut down halfway through, and yet we have all still found a way to enjoy to, for films to be made and to enjoy films and maybe catch up on some we should have watched years before, uh, you know, so. Uh, so there you go. Uh, thank you so you know, much for joining I, us. I, I finished the entire series of The Expanse in the last year or so. Of the <laughs> what? Of The Expanse. Excellent. All right. I, I, so, lo- I love the show. So. Oh, the show's great. A, and, 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 and people speaking, listening. Speaking, speaking of Cinequest and ties to that, one of the actors in that was the, had a premiere Cinequest like five years ago. So, Which one? Anna Hopkins. Anna Hopkins, uh, she was in a, a film we showed, oh God, five, four or five years ago. And then she's she was a screenwriter competition person who, I don't remember if she won the screenwriting, screenwriting award because I, I don't do that side of things very much. But she was involved with, uh, uh, it's all about, or it's, oh God, it's all about Charlie or it's, it's something about Charlie that we showed. And so Anna Hopkins was here two or three times now at Cinequest and she was in the expanse. She was the reporter in the, in the expanse. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So people yeah. Uh, listening to this after the fact, of course you can find, we had our, uh, our uh, interview with James S.A. Corey, quote unquote, uh, the creators of the expanse uh, from Bacon a few years ago. So you can just uh, enter that in the search box on fanboy planet and you can find that, that interview. That was a fun one. That was a really good one. Oh, yeah, that was and, one. And, and, and the best part is that I texted Anna when I was watching The Expanse and saw her come on screen. She texted me back saying, 
who's this? I have a new phone. So, <laughs> so I, want, I wanted to make sure that she knows that if she watches this. So, okay, okay, yeah, no, I did that. I forgot to mention, you know, Bill Posley in in South by Southwest also is a staff writer. Uh, for a producer for Keenan, the sitcom this year, and was a was story editor on Cobra Kai, which of course is the oh. hottest show on all of television. So I shall say again <laughs> for the third time, Michael, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, you may go. Oh wait, I have one more thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God, you and everybody else. So uh, so once again for people that are have have joined us live. And Ryan, particularly, who, my God, there are a lot of comments from Ryan. This is the most interactivity <laughs> I've ever seen on an actual podcast. Although I do have to shout out, Troy Benson commented a lot last week, but it was after the podcast was over and he was watching and commenting live. So yes, that's kind of, my hero, which I, Troy. Which I forgot that you could do that. That's awesome. So anyway, uh, thank you for joining us and uh, thank you for watching live and after and after the fact. And again, if, if one of the books we talk about crossover, we'll have a link on the page. If you can't find the trade paperback at your local brick and mortar store, and to be honest with a lot of these, it is getting hard because there's still a paper shortage. There's still a, a big issue with that of, of publishers being able to get them out to, to shops. And, uh, you know, we will have an Amazon link on the podcast page. So uh, thank you very and much. And you can get it digitally. That's always a, always a way. Some of us just like to have, you know, still have it in our hands, and I, and I get that either way. Um, so digital is great as well. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to share what Ryan just posted. Uh, we can just laugh at it. <laughs> and, uh, I, can't, I can't see it, which is good. <laughs> oh, okay. That's it. I'll tell you after. Anyway, thank you very much, everybody. I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Oh, okay. I'm Michael Rabel, Cinequest. <laughs> and I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to use your powers for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.